podcast and today I got a doctor with me. I'm not going to come a doctor. I'm going to come one of my friends. I've known this guy for a couple of years now. We met through some mutual friends and you guys know the podcast. It's all about what the difference is, finding the difference, finding people that disrupt markets or that. My whole thing is finding people that are unassumable like myself. You know, I'm, everyone knows me in real estate. However, I do roll around uh, with my tattoos showing and dress typically untraditional, unorthodox based on what realtors should look like. And uh, this gentleman, um, he's the same way, man. I see this dude. He races cars. He wears flat-billed hats. He, when I see him out in the streets, he's, uh, he's dressed like the way I am, just shorts, gear, looks like a, I mean, to be honest, a kid, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, I dress like a big kid, too. Yeah. But it's just, we're fun. He has fun. I like it. But at the end of the day, don't get it twisted. This dude's serious business. I mean, when it comes to the operating room, the dude's a modern-day Dr. Frankenstein. Literally can, like, take someone that can't walk. I've seen it, not walk, and is just in agony to a week later, the dude's running around his office. I wouldn't say running, but he's walking around the office like nothing ever happened. And back to, like, literally full tune-up on the hip or the knee. Crazy shit. Um, so I want to bring him on, dig his brain. He's a, he's a lifetime learner. Um, he's all about personal growth. We throw book recommendations run all the time and i'm just happy to have him on the show he lives down the street he's in san diego like me i think we live a block across the train tracks from each other um i can say hi to you on the on the balcony literally you know? <laughs> literally like my my buddy jason we were talking about earlier he'll be in his unit and he'll be like hey flash your lights and then he'll record it and send it to me and i can see my lights flashing from his unit which is kind of uh-huh. cool um it's kind of scary though because <laughs> he can see me in my bed laying down um, on a dark night, my windows are all open. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't. You can see me. I don't need to do that. I know. Everyone else can see me. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, anyways, I just want to uh, welcome to the show. We're gonna chop it up today. Just talk about you know how he's different. And uh, without further ado, Dr. Fab. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first, first and foremost, uh, Disher Jeff, thanks for having me on. You know, I think uh, I was very excited about this. You know, I think. You know, I think it's been serendipity how we kind of cross paths. You mm-hmm. know, we met through uh, our buddy Dan Fulkerson. And, like, from the get-go, like, I knew, like, boom, like, you know, you were talking about Grant Cardone. Yeah. Which I love Grant Cardone. And we were talking about 10X. Yeah. And there was, like, an instant connection. You know, yeah. I think even today, like, I've already grown a lot, learned, learned a lot from you already today. And just inspired with what you've grown here. Like, this is amazing. You know, it's kind of give me, given me a vision in terms of what I kind of want to build from an orthopedic practice standpoint. And I love the name of your pot. You know, there's a difference, you know, because... To me, what I interpret that, there's a, there's a lot of levels to that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, one, you'd like to make a difference in the real estate world. And not just that, you want to make a difference, you're expanding, you know, because you're not unidimensional. And um, it's also in terms of there's a difference in between who you are as a person, like the authenticity, right? We were talking about this, about, you know, how people in your game, you know, are pretty stiff, they're wearing suits, but like, you just bring who you are. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference, and people remember that difference, you know, and I think... You know, this day and age, authenticity is, like, so important, you know, and that's what people value more. You know, I know for me in my space, you know, I've been asked a lot of times, they're like, you don't act like a surgeon. And I think to myself, I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, I got to be stiff? I got to be arrogant? I got to have an ego? Um, you know, we're Bahama? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, I'm just going to be me, you know, and, you know, if people don't like me for being me, I'm okay with that, you know, but, you know, I think... Uh, you know, I practice like just 
I'm a spiritual person. I'm like, you know, what's the type of person that God wants me to be? And with that, I'm good. You know, well, so, the whole yeah. difference is, too, is, is what I just dropped a video about is yeah. people could still go, oh, you don't fit the mold of the traditional yeah. doc. But when you open your mouth, yeah. then you surpass probably most doctors in the in the space. I mean, I, I know, like you start talking right now, people yeah. might see you dressed the way you did come in. And I'm glad I told you when you walked in. I'm glad you just dressed down like this. You have your flat bill on. You My have your Metcons. boom. That's another thing. When <laughs> jump on his social media, Dr. Fab, you'll see his boom thing. He has his hat going, flat bill. Like, you know, you didn't come in super stiff with your, you know, the suit on. That's a bad thing. Again, yeah. I have nothing against that. I just like the fact that you can, your results speak way louder. Your actions speak way louder. And I bet when I first met you, the first time we ever met was actually at a rooftop pool party. Yeah. And, and you were dressed like a normal dude. I was just like a normal dude. We were probably, but we just connected without the profession. We were yeah. just like, what up, bro? What up? What are you doing? Oh, let's grab a drink. Let's, oh, what up? What? Just mindset. Just mindset. We're yeah. just, what up? Let's, and having no idea, it gives me goosebumps. No yeah. idea that you were who you were in your thing, and I was who I was in mine. I had no idea. And I had no idea. Yeah. He was like, oh, my boy, my boy. And we started chopping it down, yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden, I think you said, like, oh, I'm going 10X. I'm like, dude, 10X, what up? Yeah. <laughs> and, we both, and we made that connection there, yeah. Yeah. and it wasn't until later that we found out. I'm like, oh, this dude's crazy. Like this kindred spirits, yeah, too. Yeah, this dude's yeah, doing yeah, his yeah, thing. Yeah, and you were like, yeah. oh, this dude's doing his thing. Yeah. And then that's why I feel like, which was cool, dude. It's like if you can connect, it's like what my clients sometimes They'll a lot of times they'll see me dressed up nice and more professional, and they're like, oh, but then they'll see me with a T-shirt on. They run into me outside, and they'll see me as a normal cat with yeah. the hat on backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? With my tattoo showing or something, and yeah. they're like, oh. And then it's like a deeper connection right off top because yeah. they've had me in this like, oh, this this guy's all professional and mine, yeah. and they see me like that, and there's a, a deeper connection off top. Yeah. And then after that, they want to refer me more people. They're yeah. like, oh, this dude's a real cat. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we were joking about how. At least once a week, I go to uh, to shout out Jamba Juice or not Jamba Juice shit, Juice Crafters, yeah. and I'm sitting at the having my acai bowl at the gym <laughs> at like six thirty seven in the morning, yeah. and you'll I'll see him like once a week. You'll come rolling by a few times, yeah, uh, all the time. Yeah. And he's dressed in his hat backwards, and he has his you know his gym clothes on. I'm having my hat backwards, my hoodie on. And I was telling you before we started the show, I'm like, dude, people probably look at you and I having a conversation right there, and are probably like, who are these two thugs or yeah. these two kids, like having no idea kind of what our depth is yeah. or like what we're doing, you know yeah. what I mean? What we're truly doing. And, and, and I think that what happens is um, what we're doing and our intention becomes more important than how we look. Absolutely. And then you forget about that. We were talking about like you were saying Steve Jobs. Yeah. And I was like, even you were saying like it started with Steve Jobs. He started wearing flip-flops and old faded turtlenecks. Yep. And I was like, well, what about Einstein? That dude was one of the biggest geniuses of our time. That yeah, dude I didn't was like think all about tore that. up. You yeah. know what I mean? That dude yeah. was like, they said that, that dude used a shoelace to tie his pants together. His hair was all messed up. Yeah. And he was just a genius. Because game changer. It's a game changer. Dude. He's a game changer. Because I think he's, he's a Pisces like, like me. So. Oh, yeah. there you go. I've always, I always like Albert Einstein. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is it gets to the point, though, where you're so, like, obsessed, yeah. like we were talking about, with yeah. your craft, yeah. that you stop really thinking about that because you're so just obsessed on like what you're doing and you're yeah. in this thing that you do just dress whatever. Sometimes you, just, you start caring about that as much. You're just throwing your stuff and like I, my brain is so engulfed in this that yeah. you take that side out of it, man. Yeah. Um, as far as your, I just want to talk about I mean, your, like, yeah, I mean, sorry to interrupt. No, go, go, like, go, go, go. Before I lose this thought. Um, you know, you touched upon a lot of things. You know, I'm 42. I'm in my 10th year of practice. Exact same age. I mean, imagine like when I started, I was 32. I get it all the time. They're like, oh my God, you're too young to be a surgeon. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I can't help it. You know, like, and my age at that point was pretty much average for when people start off in orthopedics, you know. So, you know, they'd come to me for a consultation for a hip or knee replacement or just any type of hip arthritis, knee arthritis. And yeah, that's the first thing that I would get in there. 
and I would use it, the, 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 I, I'd use the saying and be like, I'm the Asian Doogie Howser. And like, I got them laughing. And then like, they realized that like, I'm on the level, you know, cause like traditionally patients will put their doctor, their surgeon on a pedestal, right? Yeah. Which I think, you know, there's a level to that. There's got to be a respect factor. But, like, at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? And, like, especially being a doctor, treating patients, I feel we got to be on the level, you know, because with that level, there's trust. Mm. There's more openness. There's more communication. I get it all the time. I get uh, patients coming in, and they're like, yeah, I just saw this surgeon. And he would come in and just for, like, a minute and not even say hi and be like, you need a joint replacement, and then walk out. I'm like, what is that, you know? I mean, mm. what do you – I think to myself, it's like – what are you doing it for? You know, what are you doing medicine for? Are you doing it to make money? Are you doing it for your ego, to feed your ego? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, like, I just consider myself a good person. I like people. I like taking care of people. That's what fulfills me. And all the rest kind of takes care of itself right mm-hmm. then and there. And, uh, you know, I think you also touched upon it too. Like, I mean, you're in the real estate game, but you're always looking to grow, you know, like, there's a lot of complacency in our in your in your field mm-hmm. in my field, mm-hmm. you know, because the status quo comfortable, you can make a pretty good living. So people get comfortable in that. But if you want to grow, and these days status quo is like it's almost like dead. You know, yes. you got to move. You got to move fast. You know. So uh, for me, I'm always looking. And you mentioned not to be unidimensional. You know, I, I might not do orthopedics for the rest of my life, and I'm okay with that because like, there's more passions to me that. Um, that that I want to I want to I want to hit on I want to I want to do because like I don't want to die with my dreams mm-hmm. you know I don't want my dreams to be buried with me you know I want to make sure that I go for it go after it and then um yeah I mean so that's that's where I'm at you know saying you read a ton I read a ton and like just just gaining knowledge like so valuable gaining it, it, new skills well yeah. then you rise I mean you kind of separate yourself and that's what yeah. I wanted to say we we're joking about this as well like when I look at your social media some of your videos that are crazy you guys I mean get ready because they're pretty they're pretty uh nuts yeah. but like I'm watching it and I, and I was laughing because I'm like look at this this guy you know like you said a dude has a young looking kid and there's these people around you that seem to be I don't know they're, fifth, they're older than you they appear older unless they just don't take care of themselves but they appear older than you and you're like the main dude you're like there and they're handing you tools and they're asking like and they're just all around you and they seem like they're older than you like they may be more experienced I don't, but I'm like oh my that's the difference though yeah. because you you know again most people will just take it to the minimum they say that a lot like they'll take it to the bare minimum like right to the end of their profession and be what they're at they take it to the minimum yeah and that's it they're comfortable they may not even make more if they learn more but they, they just stay there yeah. and then there's people like us who like you said you are unidimensional i mean we can jump into that you race cars you do all these different things and it's funny that you say that because they always say that like one person's good at one thing and they're good at everything you know what i mean if they truly put their like Justin Bieber, you know, plays all these different instruments. He's everything he's good at. Justin Timberlake. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all Justins. That's weird. Um, but my point, though, is that when you see people of high caliber that yeah. really exceed and, and, and rise to the top, they apply those same principles to everything. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you race cars, you go to the gym, you're doing all those things. Me, like, I like fitness. I like personal development. I like real estate. And everything that I seem to put my energy in, yeah. I just take it to the next. And I see you do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, yeah, you're, you're boss of the wall like me mm-hmm. and that's 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 one of the many things like i appreciate you but i admire about you you know because like 
it's kind of, you know, like minds, and we tend to gravitate towards people with like minds, and uh, it inspires me, you know, because, like, when I see you do some stuff, I'm like, man, I got to bring it, you know, and uh, this is part of what you're talking about with the growth, because, like, you weren't doing this podcast stuff, like, mm-hmm. a year ago, right, you know, but this is this is exciting to you. Here we are on a Sunday, and we're just yeah. we're just doing it, you know. And so. I get to meet cool people. I mean, I already yeah. knew you, but still, to have yeah. you in my chair, chop it up, pick yeah. your brain, yeah. and it, like you said, it's inspiring to each other. It's inspiring to me, because I'm like, oh, here's a normal dude, like, yeah who's doing all these crazy things. He's like taking this level. And then I could do, obviously pick your brain. I used to yeah. do a show on ESPN for a few years and I had my own show. No kidding. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I used, to, be, I used okay. to have my own show on ESPN radio. I got to check that out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's old. So I haven't done it since oh, 16. But it, my, my point though is people are like, oh, that's, I'm like, dude, the best part about that though is I get to bring people on and pick their brain. Like yeah. I brought the, 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 the uh, dude that invented Ugg boots and Ooh. brought him to, okay. from Australia to San Diego. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's doing, he's doing okay, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'd like this inventor it, yeah, that like yeah. invented the, the, the credit card strip on the back of your credit card that everybody uses. Like I would meet these cool people. And, yeah. the, and the cool thing is you start seeing the, the consistency with all of them. Yeah. You know I mean, like you and I talk and I'm not saying I'm mean, you're a fucking genius in what you do. When we start getting down to the rudimentary level, the rudimentary level, though, on most things, we're the same. You just like learning. Yeah. You found something you were in and you went. Ball, you went all the way in. Yeah. Um, quick uh, question I want to ask too is when did you feel yourself? Because I'm feeling, I felt in the last few years, and I don't know if you felt it yet, but I'm sure you have because I can see you, you almost feel a separation. Like uh-huh. a separation from, for me, for example, I felt a separation from the rest of the realtors and the rest yeah. of the brokers. Like I felt at, at, when I first was getting into it, I felt like, oh, I would meet people that are all above me. Like, oh my God, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And I felt I was below. Then I got to the level I was kind of with everybody. I'm like, oh, we're all kind of in the same playing field. Yeah. And then it, there became, I kept growing and I feel like they did it. And then it became a level in the last two years. I've been in the seventh, going on my 17th year where I'm Man. starting to feel, and it's not even from an egotistical. It's just like, oh, now I'm starting to feel like I'm raising up. Now yeah. it's like I'm starting to become the top of the pyramid, you know what I mean? And I know you've probably had that, you know, seen the other people around you, seen the way they treat you, the respect level um, in that space, in the, in the in the surgeon space. Like, did you feel where, like, you were at that, and then all of a sudden you start to feel like, oh, shit, now you start yeah. seeing the people maybe you looked up to start asking you, you were yeah. saying, for advice. I mean, that's, that's a great question. I like that. You know, I think, you know, for you, it's like, yeah, you feel that separation. You know, maybe there's some people will misconstrue that or misinterpret that as like cockiness yeah, like just yeah. but you know you can't argue with metrics right i'm sure there's metrics in your industry that kind of like it's objective mm-hmm. you can't argue with it um before i forget you touched on a few things too it's like yeah we have this this uh this outward appearance right um and but when when you sit down with you you know hopefully when people sit down with me it's like they realize where we're at you know they realize like you can't like you bring a lot of emotion. I try to bring a lot of emotion, and people respond to emotion, and mm-hmm. they respond to they see the passion in you, you know. And people like when they see that you're passionate about what what you do, they'll they'll follow you, you yeah. know. Um, and you also touched about being in the operating room, and there's a parallel um, with you know what you're doing as well is like, you know, people. It's all about developing a, a culture, right? Um, we got to be leaders. You got to be leaders. Yep. But you know, there's every consistent theme that I come across when I read is that, you know, the best culture is when everybody's collaborating. You know, it's kind of like a great book I read with multipliers, you mm-hmm. know, be a multiplier where everybody's collaborating, everybody is open, you know, to every uh, every idea, you know, everybody's contributing. And one, your staff, your, your team, their satisfaction coming to work goes up significantly, mm-hmm. you know. And also, um, if you're what's called a diminisher, meaning it's my way or no way, 
you know, and I used to be like that in the operating room. I used to be kind of a tyrant, you know, that's just real. You know, I thought that was the formula to like get where I wanted to go. Yeah, well, it's been the formula for the last hundred years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's what I saw. You know, that's what I saw in some of my mentors. That's what I saw in people that I train with. I'm like, okay, this is this is the path I got to follow. But I realized that, you know, what happens is that people start to walk on eggshells. They feel like they're walking on eggshells. And that diminisher concept, concept is where people start working at 50% of their capacity because you know, they're scared. Yeah, and they don't know? want to go. They can't they think clearly. They don't want yeah. to bring ideas to you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're a multiplier, they show you work at 100% capacity, sometimes even 110% of the capacity, meaning they're doing stuff they never thought they could do. So that's the type of culture that I've developed both in my office, particularly in the operating room too, because at the end of the day, we want the best results for our patients. And if the staff is working at 110%, that's the best for that human being that we have on mm -hmm. the operating table. Um, but going back to what you said, when I started 10 years ago, you know, I always had this, this belief um, that I can be the best in the game. And I think there's a lot of, there's a little juvenile, immature aspect to that because, like, I was always competitive, you know, from, from the day I got out the womb. You know, I realized that. And I remember when I was in kindergarten one time, and I've said this story a few times, that we had this, uh, this event called Field Day. So what it is is, like, kind of track and field events. And I had wheels back in the day, so I remember I got first place in, like, uh, it was like a 50-meter dash or something like that. And then the next year, and I'll never forget his name. He's also a friend of mine. His name is Errol Park. He beat me first, first grade. And I'm, yeah, I was crying. I was a little kid. I'm like, God, you know, but like, you know what? At six years old, you know, that the rest of the off season, I'm training, mm -hmm. you know, training to win the next in second grade I won. So um, <laughs> that was kind of always in me. So when I started practice, I had this belief, you know, I started down here and it's not one of those things that like, it's going to come to you. I'm in private practice. Like, you know, you got to be hungry every mm -hmm. day, you know, and that's, you know, there's a great quote, uh, and I'll paraphrase, it's like, you know, the lion uh, going up the mountain is hungrier than the lion, or the lion on top is not as hungry as the lion coming up the mountain, okay? 100%. And then, um, so, you know, one of the biggest game changers when I started to, started to read, started to gain knowledge, you know, I had to do a lot of knowledge first in my spaces or orthopedics, but then eventually I'm like, I started venturing out you know, like audiobooks. So I try to read, um, you know, they say the average CEO or average successful person reads 50 books, 50 books a, a year, mm -hmm. you know. And being that I got late to that game, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go 150 books a year. You know, I'm going to try to 10x it. You know, I'm going to go for 10x because I got to make up for lost time. But, you know, that's been a game changer in terms of my confidence level, you know. Um, and, yeah, there's starting to be that separation there, okay. Um, but I've been more comfortable being competitive with myself yep. rather than other people. I mean, that's the best formula because, you know, if, if I'm just trying to be the best me, wherever it falls into place, it falls into place. You know, I don't have control over that. I have control about what I can do, what action that I can do. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And like, at the end of the day, it's like where your values are at, like, what's your mission? You know, um, if it's a mission that's, you know, not a good mission, if it's from a greedy, selfish standpoint, then it's not long-lasting. You know, I think, of course, there's got to be some selfish aspect to that because, like, you know, hey, you know, we gotta we got to make a living, so to speak. Um, but if there's a huge selfless aspect to it, you know, you can't, that's that's something that just grows. Like, the universe kind of pays that back, mm. so to speak. So I, It's funny that the last one that went to my mom, first of all, it's hilarious. My mom was an um, RN for... 40-something-plus years, did yeah. 
I, she used to always say, like, the doctor, she'd come home crying because she's like, doctors are dicks. So yeah. um, it was funny <laughs> that you said that, that that was kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I want to really talk about. Um, it's funny that I talked to a psychologist, yeah. and he was saying that that whole, you know, there's, he's like, there's the best psychologists I know see a few clients a day, and the worst see 50. And he said, because some of the worst, they come in, they're just putting them on meds. They'll ask them two, three questions, go meds, go yeah. meds, go meds. He's like, in the best, it's not because they only see a few patients a day because they can't get more patients. They have the longer waiting list. It's because they actually listen and they yeah. go deep and they really have a passion for what they're doing and they yeah. want to help the person versus I'm just going to get through as many as I can yeah. and keep it pushing. You know, yeah. and I think like that's the difference. It's, it's, that's the difference. It's the same thing with me too with clients, man. Like, you know, I, a lot of my testimonials be like, oh, I worked with Jeff, with Jeff for a year before he found a place. He never tried to push me in anything. Yeah. He never tried to say, oh, get this. If there was times I wanted to buy a property, he wouldn't let me because yeah. he'd be like, hey, here's the deal. Like, there's those power lines and there's this or this property, man. It's across from this and that might not be good. This, and he'll, and I'm like, oh, we really want it. And he'll yeah. push me away. And now that I look in retrospect after we purchased, he was right, you yeah. know? Um, and it's funny because I feel like I don't, it sounds like I mean to do, even as a personal trainer, man. I used to always sell the most in personal training. And people are like, dude, you're a closer. And I'd be like, I'm not a closer. I just, people would literally come to me and I'd be like, dude, you could be so much healthier if you just made these few changes. Yeah. And you started coming here, you'll see the benefits. You'll have more energy. You'll yeah. be able to hang out with your friends more. You'll pick up new hobbies because you want to you know, express that, that fitness level. Yeah. And I would just be chopping it up and they'd be like, how do I sign up with you? I'm like, yeah. well, you don't need to. I can share. And they're like, no, I want to sign up with you. Yeah. And then I would just go, and that was like, I started noticing. I'm like, I don't, I'm not into closing people and getting them to yeah. do shit they don't want to do. I'm into like just giving them information, almost like they don't have to use. And I, I want them to change their life versus yeah. just giving them something real quick. Yeah. And that's what I would do. I'd be like, dude, and I'd get passionate about it. They'd be like, yeah. no, I can tell you really want to help me. Yeah. And you're and look at you, you're in shape, blah blah. blah. I, I want to be there. Yeah. And so people just want to sign up with me, sign up with yeah. me, sign up with me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just takes care of itself. I mean, you're playing, you're playing the infinite game. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite books, also uh, Simon Sinek. You yeah. know, it talks Sorry, about why? the infinite game. You oh. know, you're playing the long game. You know, you're kind of staying true because, you know, if you're all about closing someone, if you're all about kind of money, people, people find out, Yep. you know, you're playing, it's it's not sustainable, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the best thing, best thing to live by. Like, for example, right now with the coronavirus COVID-19 situation, you know, I'm not operating, you know, and operating, of course, for me is a big uh, bucket of my financial stuff. And, um, you know, I can sit here. I, I know a few colleagues that are kind of just so worried about it. I'm like, you know what? This is the right thing to do. You know, this is, yeah, I'm losing money, but it's, it's, it's you know, losing, you know, losing, losing whatever uh, productivity. But you know what? It's, it's the right thing to do. You know, it reminds me of when I was reading that book, uh, Infinite Game, um, CVS. They decided to stop selling tobacco products. And all their investors, all their um People that provide a lot of capital, they're like, you can't do that. You know, our stock's going to plummet, you know, but they stuck to their values. Yeah, their stock plummeted, but like I think it was a year or two years later, being sticking to that, their stock skyrocketed. And they went, they got that separation from other pharmacies. So I Mm -hmm. think, you know, that's that's the best way to play. Because like at the end end of the day, like I need to sleep at night, you know, Um, and we'll make sure that I've done the right thing, you know, because – yeah, because if you start getting into the, all that other stuff, it burns you out. Thousand percent. It burns you out. Yeah. And you just don't have the right. You don't have the, the mindset stuff. It's hard to sleep at night. Yeah. That's why people are on med- medication stuff. But it's hard yeah. to, for me, like you said. And it, at the end of the day, it is tough. Like you said, when you were first starting out, you have to think about the monetary side because you have to survive. You have to. Yeah. Uh, it's just well, real. But it's yeah. very real. Yeah. And and 
what I've noticed also is once you get past that and you realize that you're good, that you always have that covered, yeah. you, then it's easier to come from that place of like... Abundance mindset. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and you have to kind of have it. It's hard to come from abundance when you're like scraping by and you're trying, yeah. oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? You come from cortisol. You're like, yeah. you're just in fight or flight all the time. Yeah. Once you get those things covered, you know, the the, the um, shelter, the food, the daily living, you don't have to worry about it. Then it's... it's I tell people, get that. Get a year bills in the bank yeah. because – and not from like, oh, uh, like uh, I want to hoard money. It's from a standpoint where you don't have to worry about money anymore. Yeah. And then you can actually start thinking about – you know, it's easier to switch over to where like, okay, cool, I'm going to work with the money. I can do those – I can stop operating right now. I can stop – I can wait a year to find you a house because I don't yeah. need the money. Yeah. And I, I call it – we call it real estate commission breath, you know, because these people that are hungry that need to pay their bills, they'll, they'll – you know, you see it. And sometimes it's not – it's not like they're meaning to do it. Yeah. It's not – it's not cruel intention, but they, they, they will do stuff just to get the deal closed because they need to pay their bills. Yeah, it's, all, they, it's human nature, it right? It is human nature. I mean, it's, it's imprinted in our whatever million-something, multi-million-year-old you know, brains, right, that fight-or-flight response. Yeah. Because, like, when we were hunter-gatherers, that fight-or-flight response, like, we had to do that to live. But it stayed with us. You know, it's not like our lives, like our physical lives are in danger every mm -hmm. day, but our minds are kind of imprinted for that, you know, so. Survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I can look at the negative aspect of this, you know, but now I have more time to kind of, to learn other things. So I'm kind of, like, maximizing this time, you know, so. Um, yeah, Patrick said it here perfectly the other day. It's like we're slowing down in life, but you need to speed up on opportunities. That was so, And yeah. you grow. And this is the time yeah. to read more books and to grow. I tell everyone, even in real estate space, I'm like, look, if you want to work from your house, that's fine. Yeah. But don't change your habits. Get yeah. up in the morning, get dressed, read the books, yeah. reach out. Like, do It's a different conversation. Yeah. With your clients, whatever it is, but they need answers too. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need answers about this market, what's happening, their mortgage. So stay active, yeah. grow your mind, because yeah. at some point, like everything, like 9 yeah. 11, like anything else, eventually this will pass over yep. and life will come back, you know? And then you have responsibilities, yeah. and you have a lot of stuff to take care of. So make sure that you're growing as a person. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, what made you choose, you know? And it's funny because some people just kind of keep it broad and, and in real estate, like they say, oh, the, the, the riches are in the niches. You, your primary practice in terms of surgery is, is it knees and hips? So, yeah, it's, it's hip and knee replacements. Hip primarily. and knee replacements. Yeah. What made you go into just those two things? Oh, that's a great, great question. So, um, you know, full, full honesty, full disclosure, you know, being Filipino and my mom was a doctor, she always pushed me towards that, you know, because like in our culture, being a doctor is better than being president of the United States, you know. So initially I was doing a lot for her, but then I realized like I was always compassionate from as, um, as long as I can remember, as long as I could think back. You know, there's this movie called Can't Buy Me Love. It's mm -hmm. with Patrick Dempsey. Great and I don't, think, I don't think many people cried from that movie, but I cried from that movie. because it, it was all about bullying, you know. And there's an end scene with Patrick Dempsey where he's, he's sticking up for his friend who kind of went through the same bullying, started getting the same bullying that's that he did. Sorry, oh, God, no. Right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And crying, like, yeah. I love Dempsey now because he's like he's huge into cars. He's kind of given up a lot of his acting career to go like just 110% into his passion, which is cars. But um, I'm digressing. But so then, as I realized, like that's where my academic strengths were. You know, um, I kind of quote unquote wanted to take the safe route, being the professional route, whether it's a lawyer, account, Wall Street doctor. You know, those buckets because if you make it through, you get through all the education. You know, your job security is going to be pretty good. 
right? It's less risky uh, as opposed to I had a dream of getting into uh, I wanted to be an NBA player. Obviously, that didn't pan out. You know, we're not we're not blessed with height as Filipinos. Um, also, was thinking about getting in the movie industry, but that was risky, right? You know, the the odds of success uh, tends to be a little lower with that. But um, that being said, you know, going through medical school, you know, I questioned it along the way. But then when I my third year of medical school, we're doing clinicals, and when I saw my first hip replacement, I fell in love, and it was like it was love at first sight. You know, it's just something that was instant. I'm like, okay, I'm rolling with this. So it's come full circle. You know, when I went through orthopedic residency, we go through all disciplines like uh, spine surgery, sports surgery, which encompasses like ACL reconstructions, rotator cuff repairs, foot and ankle hand surgery, but nothing spoke to me as um, not even close to hip and knee replacements. And a lot of my colleagues, um, a lot of residents, co-residents that I trained with, they're like, oh, I love joint replacements, but the reimbursement's not there. And I'm like, well, what is that? What are you doing it for? You know? And, you know, it's, uh, I'm like, you know, I didn't really care about reimbursement. I'm like, I'm just going to do what I love and whatever takes place, whatever happens, it'll fall into place. But, you know, as you know, it's like, whatever you're passionate about, you know, if it's money is what you're, you know, kind of the money, it doesn't have to be money, but the rewards come. Mm-hmm. Right. It will. Yeah. I mean, cause like automatically when you yeah. make that switch yeah. and they double like, yeah. I was, ta- I was uh, watching one of Brad Lee, uh, the real Brad Lee's videos, and he was saying that. He was like, man, when it was all about me and just trying to make money for me, he's like, yeah. I was making decent money, but I could never break a certain threshold. And, and it wasn't about the money. It was just about my opportunities and yeah. where I could provide for my family and the yeah. levels of comfortability. He's like, the minute I made it about other people, he's like, it was hard at first. And I've noticed this, and that's why I resonated with that dude really quick. The minute you start, you switch and you make it about people, about someone else, yeah. he's like, the minute I did that, my, I doubled within 12 months. Yeah. He's like, and it wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to money anymore. I was paying attention to helping these people. Before I knew it, I looked up, at, with my tax guy, I looked up, and I doubled my income. Yeah. And I didn't even know what was happening because I was just so engulfed in seeing these And that's where I'm like with my agents. What made me go from a team yeah. to be myself? That was easy, but it's why a lot of leaders in real estate fail. Team leads, and they, go to, they, they can't do it because you have to be able and comfortable switching the turning that knob from about yourself to about your agents and yeah you may take a couple steps back in terms of finance but once you make it about them and their success and seeing their their twinkle in their eye and how happy they are and the feeling they can do and what they can provide for their family yeah. and their kids then you're like you get goosebumps it's like you're like oh my god that's and that cool. gives you more energy more energy to and bring to like, what you bring to your craft and like you said before you know what, you look up and the money's there yeah you don't even gotta think about it yeah. it's just there and you you talked about it before we were talking about it before that passion makes you an obsessive, mm-hmm. you know, um, you love Grant Cardone. There's that, that, you know, the book, you read it, you know, be obsessed or be average. You have to be, and I tell you know? people that, and to, to be honest, there's like a, there's a, um, uh, there's like a, a, a bad reputation, um, for lack of a better word to uh, stigma, if you will, there's stigma about obsession like oh you need to relax a little bit enjoy life a little bit the problem is when you're really obsessed with something and you're that into it passionate about it you're enjoying life to the fullest because you're not looking around and waiting for something to make you you're so like i tell people like, you're, oh my god you're crazy they're yeah. 3 in the morning you do i'm like they're like you're obsessed you need to see that they'll, they'll yeah. joke about you i'm like no no i'm way happier than i've ever been yeah. i get up because i want to i don't need an alarm i get up because i'm so excited i'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about what i could do the video and content i can give people no, you get, you're getting up at 4 a.m i'm like oh, i don't know if i you know but like it's, yeah, but, that's, but it's all different for different awesome. people you know yeah. some people are nightmares whatever yeah. but my point though is that like people th- and i'm like no no, no. i'm they're like you need to live a little you need to watch some tv i'm like no no i'm like so 
that passion, why I get up and I do all these things, like I'm excited. Yeah. Like, this makes excites me. I, yeah. I want to do it. I don't think about the money anymore. The money just kind of comes. Yeah. I'm all about like, who can I help? What can I do? And it sounds cliche and all these, but I'm telling you, I tell people, if you can ever, there's probably very few people get to that level, but if you can get to that level and all the books I'm sure you've read, they all talk about it. You yeah. just talked about it without us talking about it. Meaning yeah. that like you get past that level of worrying about the money. And, and it's all about just what can you contribute and what can you help. And people are like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, and people get mocked for it and made fun of it. Like a lot of, you know, you see successful people, you know, all people, and you hear them all say it. They all say, oh, people think, you know, it's easy for you to say you're rich. But it's not always been like that. Like, and I'm not saying I'm rich by any means. I'm, I'm just saying that once you get that taken care of, yeah. it's easier to focus on. But it's not even about that. I just know in my life, like, I know I'm to the point where I'm comfortable knowing I can always make money and take care of myself yeah. and pay my bills. But now it's like it, it comes to there's a there's something just bigger about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Even this, this I don't want to say greedy or serious people, they even get it. You know yeah. what I mean? They get it to where yeah. at some point it's about something bigger, you yeah. know? Um, but the and whole they, survival aspect. I mean, they, people like will talk about like, yeah, easy for him or her to say they're mm-hmm. rich, right? But it wasn't easy to get there. It wasn't. And they don't see it. It was that. not easy. It's a whole overnight it's like 20 years of hard There's work. no overnight There's success no thing. It's like no they don't thing. see me getting up. A lot of people, now yeah. we have social, we can yeah. put it out there. Yeah. But they don't see me getting up at 3.30 every day. My birthday, yeah. holidays, yeah. every Sunday, today yeah. I was up. Like, they don't see all that. Me grinding, me reading, me yeah. sitting when everyone's out watching the Super Bowl or watching their yeah. day, doing all that. I'm like reading and doing this and working on my craft. Yeah. They don't yeah. see that. They just see me one day, I wake up, and they're like, oh, Jeff's crushing. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. I get that a lot too. Oh, you're yeah. just lucky. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like that quote, work hard enough where luck finds you. Yeah, you know, or, the, or uh, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. They yeah. all kind of go together, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's the truth. I mean, because I came from meager circumstances. I'm not a trust fund baby. No, I mean, me, you're not. Me I mean, I don't want to toot my own. This is a lot of, it's self-made, you yep. know, and there's a lot of confidence, a lot of appreciation, a lot of gratitude with that. And, um, you know, there's that connotation of work, right? Um, it has that connotation of like, it's not truly enjoyable. Doing something you don't want to do. Yeah. yeah you're somewhere stuck doing something yeah. you don't want to do. Or free time. What does yeah. that mean? You know, free time usually means or you're doing something enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But to me, a lot of what I do, quote unquote, work is enjoyable. So why, why am I going to not do that? You mm-hmm. know, like, so, and it's just, it's just going to that, you know, Tony Robbins says that growth is happiness. And I think... You know, that's, that's completely true. true. Progression. Progression. True. progression yeah. Just yeah. The, and that's what he says. If you want to be happy, progress. Learn yeah. and grow. Yeah. That yeah. is. Yeah. Shift gears for a second. Um, car racing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've watched. I've, I've got to go out there with you time and check it out. But you're obsessed. Oh, you got to go. That, you got to go, yeah. This guy, you got to follow him. The guy who wears the suits, he has one of the craziest Porsches I've, I've seen. His, Porsche, <laughs> his car, sorry, I know it's you wouldn't baby. talk about it. but No. It's your baby, man. His Porsche is ridiculous. I'm a car guy. Not, I mean, you love your car. You're on a whole other level with that racing. I love cars, so I see that. Yeah. What made you? What got you into that? I mean, so um, I'll tell you. You know, um, I was never really a big car guy growing up. You know, um, and you know, my dad. You know, he did. Uh, you know, and they weren't. I don't want to say they were making a lot of money, but he got a Porsche, Porsche 928. So he got a good price on it. So I was introduced to that early. And I was like, eventually, it's like, you know what, when I can fit it in the budget, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get a Porsche, you know. Um, and once I got into that car, I'm like, okay, I get it now. I get it why people are so into cars because before I didn't get it, you know. But, like, as soon as I did that, I'm like, wow, 
this is this is badass. And then um, I got onto a racetrack for the first time about three years ago in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, there's this uh, company called Exotics Racing, mm. where you can get into any type of exotic car and go on a racetrack. And that was another thing. As soon as I did that, like I fell in love. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna roll with this. I remember the Porsche Experience Center when they opened up in um, in, in uh, by LA. I was there like three times in a month, and I'm like, okay, this is getting a little expensive. Yeah. Um, and I was scared. I, I, I didn't want to take my own car on the racetrack, but. You know, once I did that, I'm like, God, yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. And when you find something that you can't stop thinking about it, like, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's magical. And then, so this year, I'm like, I'm going to 10X it, you know, because like here I was sitting like like last year, I did maybe about six or seven track days. This year, you know, so far I've done 25, 30. And we're only, we're only track days, man. This we're only through first quarter. Like, yeah. Yeah. This dude's nuts. Yeah. I mean, this dude goes full-blown helmets and fire suits and all that. What do you yeah. race at, typically? So there's a uh, great thing about Southern California is that there's about, you know, five racetracks uh, that are fairly close by, you know, anywhere from two to four hours away. Um, there's one, Chuckwalla. It's in uh, Desert Center, which is about three three hours away. Great racetrack, probably my favorite. There's one, Buttonwillow Racetrack, which is in Buttonwillow. It's about an hour and a half past uh, the Grapevine, which is a, a landmark uh, highway in California. Um, there's Auto Club Speedway, which is in Fontana. Uh, there's uh, Willow Springs International Raceway, which is actually highlighted on um, Ford versus Ferrari. It's the first racetrack uh, that uh, you see Christian Bale get on. Um, and also it's got probably, it's one of the oldest racetracks in the United States. And they say it's, they call it the fastest road on the West mm. because there's one corner that probably one, probably the fastest corner like uh in the world, if not, the, wow. you know, in the country, if not the world. So, you raced it? Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, that's funny. It's, is your, it's is your scary. Is car your daily driver? Uh, you know, I used to, I used, I used it every now and then as a daily driver, but, you know, what I've found is that it probably saves me money. I take, I take Lyft, you know, I take Uber, Lyft, nice. usually, usually Lyft, you know, because what that does, because it's about 10 minutes to my commute, and um, luckily, only, not so far, but that's, and going back and forth, that gives me an extra 20 minutes on the day. Mm. And in that 20 minutes, I can be on the phone, I can grind, I can even nap if I need to. I can't nap at the wheel, of course, you know, mm-hmm. so it's all about, you Not know. Yet. Yeah, and we always talk about maximizing time because yep. time is, we can't get it back, you know. So that gains me another 20 minutes on the day. And uh, as opposed to, yeah, I can sit in my car and listen to audiobooks, and I think that's good. But, um, and I've crunched the numbers, like if I was getting another lease on a car, because uh, I don't want to do my cars a daily, keep the miles off of it, then I, I'm probably saving money. Mm-hmm. And then also I operate a service center um, that's about 35 minutes away. So I take, a, I take a lift over there. So that gives me 70 minutes on the day. You know, that's so cool. I'll take that. You know, there's a lot that, lot that I can do within an hour. That's smart, so, though. Just yeah. It's fun with your time. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Um, Obviously, you're, you're uber successful. You're doing it right. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to ask you, if you can give, based off everything you've learned, all the books you've read, if you can give one, if there's one thing that you think makes the difference, what would you say it is? Ooh. ooh. I like that. Spot, I like that. I like that. Um, don't be complacent. Don't be complacent. And I think that kind of falls on a lot of levels. Um, Another thing, another thing, it all starts with gratitude too, you know, just, it doesn't have to be all these materialistic things, you know, it it shouldn't, 
It's just the fact that, like, we woke up this morning, mm. that we got out of bed this morning. You know, because there's a lot of people that don't have that, that are not fortunate. They're either stuck in bed, they're sick, or, you know, yeah, or um, some people, you know, hey, passed away, right? You know, like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You know, all we have is, like, right now. And, like, right now, like, I'm appreciating right now. Like, this is awesome. You know, I don't have my head in the future. You know, that happens, of course. It's human nature. I don't have my head in the past. Um, but I think, yeah, it all starts with gratitude, and everything kind of falls from there. So, that's great, yeah. man. Great answer. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Uh, Dr. Fabulous. Uh, that's my um, Instagram account. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a good place to start. Go follow. You, know, so. you guys are going to trip out. It's yeah. pretty graphic, but it's, <laughs> it's graphic. But you yeah. can just go past that stuff. Most of it's video, but watch it. It's insane. Yeah. That dude takes jackhammer. It seems like he's jackhammering people's knees and hips. Yeah. Obviously, all for the good. Yeah. But follow him. Um, yeah. It is Dr. Fab. You'll, you won't be... Uh, you won't be uh, uh, unimpressed. You'll, you'll definitely see it. It's, like I said, a little graphic, but you'll see his race car driving. You'll see everything he does on there. It's fascinating, man. Thank you. And, it's, you know, a lot of it is just the motivational, ins- uh, inspirational spin to it, you know, because, you know, if, if it's helped one person, then that's awesome, you know. So that's one of the pillars of uh, the social media stuff that's going on. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for coming right. to the show. Thanks for having me, bro. That was awesome. That was awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. I gotta hustle, yeah, I gotta hustle When I invest it, I'ma make it double Yeah, I'ma hustle, baby, I'ma hustle